0: dots. I'm Dr. Latifa I'm the host of the Money Fit MD podcast. This is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out. That way we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnout. Enjoy the episode. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode with Dr. Lateef at the Money Feet MD. How are you guys doing today? I hope you're doing fabulous. I have an amazing episode for you guys today. So here's the deal. The reason why I thought about this episode is this. As you guys know, I run the Money Fit Empty Money School for Badass Women Physicians. And it is honestly, okay, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I truly believe that it's the best community for women physicians that truly want to win at their money game, create a wealthy life without sacrificing their relationship with themselves and without hating themselves, right? Because a lot of times, unfortunately, There's a lot of bad advice out there when it comes to money. And the thing is, I truly believe that we were all born to have money. Like literally the moment you were born from your mother's womb, you had the capacity to have money. However, as we go throughout life, there is all the socialization that happens. We're taught what to believe or what to not believe. We're taught we're good. We're taught we're bad. And all this other stuff that becomes like layers of jackets around us. And that is actually what causes us to not be good at money is all those stuff so innately i believe we're all meant to be good with money we're born to be millionaires that's my thought about you and i may not even have met you but that's my belief about you so essentially what i teach women physicians is how to remove all those jackets really that has been layered over ourselves so that we can get back in tune with the real us which is us millionaires literally that's all i do it's awesome and it's amazing the thing what i've found though is that a lot of times When we earn our income, we don't think about the purpose of the income. So that's what I wanted to shed some light on today, which is what is the purpose of your income? So regardless of how much money you're making, maybe you're making six figures, maybe you're making seven figures, maybe you're even a resident or a fellow. And the idea of making six figures is like, OMG, feels impossible. So you're like, oh my God, that will be a dream come true. The bottom line is if you keep going on this journey, you will, regardless of what what kind of work you do, to be honest with you, if you keep going on this financial journey, if you keep doing the stuff that I talk to you guys about all day long you will have money, right? So the thing is this though, a lot of times what I've noticed is that when we are looking at our income, We think that our income just sort of like disappears, like walks away, goes into thin air. And we're like, where did all of this money go? Like, what are we going to do in order to create the future that we want? And what I found is that part of the reason or part of the issue we have is we don't think about the purpose of our income. We're not intentional about what our income is going into. In fact, you guys may be aware that there's a there's an actual study that most people, most families cannot afford a one thousand dollar emergency right? So people are earning income, but they cannot afford a thousand dollar emergency. I haven't done that study in physicians, but I suspect that many physicians that cannot afford a $10,000 emergency. And I'm not saying that from a judgmental perspective, because if you've heard my story, I was heck broke. I would not have afforded like a $1,000 emergency would have been a problem. $10,000 emergency would have been like, OMG, what the heck am I going to do? Right? So the bottom line though, is if there is data like that, what can we do to change things? Like, How can we improve things so that our income really goes what we want it to be? So I want us to start asking ourselves a question like, when I earn from whether you have one source of income two sources, five sources, like what is the purpose of my income? Am I telling my income what to do or is my income just doing whatever the heck it wants to do? Comes in, goes out. You're like, I don't know what happened. All I know is that I'm leaving paycheck to paycheck and I don't feel like I'm earning $100,000. It doesn't feel like I'm earning $300,000. It doesn't feel like I'm earning seven figures. And the thing is this, it may sound far-fetched. You may think, oh, how is it possible that people may be earning that but not having money, not building wealth, not letting compounding takes its effect, not being able to manage an emergency of $1,000 or $10,000, the bottom line is it is the reality, right? And we can ignore it. We can avoid it. We can pretend it doesn't exist, or we can do something about it, right? So the thing is this, if you're here and you're like, okay, I want to lean in a little bit more and hear what the heck Latifat is talking about, here's the deal. There are four reasons that I have listed out for why it feels like our income may not be going where we want it to go, or our income may not be creating the purpose that we want it to create. Number one is the fact that we may be focusing on our lack. So you may be focusing on your lack. What do I mean by that? Sometimes what we do as humans is because of our brain, right? Our brain defaults to looking at what is missing is when we're focusing on what we lack, we're focusing on what we don't have. We forget the fact that we actually still do have things at our disposals that can work for us. So for example, maybe you're in your fellowship or maybe you're a first year attending or you're a medicine, a family medicine doctor or a pediatrician, you're like, you're focusing on what you may not have that you're forgetting that you actually do have something coming in that you soon need to be a steward of. So that's number one. We focus in on our lack. That's number one. Number two is we think we will do this. We think we will create this plan for our finances when we get to this imaginary place in the future, right? You're like, I will do this when I make. Right? I will do this when I have I will be able to save for a vacation When I'm earning I will be able to pay down my debt When I'm whatever I'll be able to save for this When I'm whatever Like we keep having this Future focused plan Of when we're going to start Creating a plan And what ends up happening Is that that goal post Starts to move And move and move And at the end of the day We find out that We're actually not starting The thing that we thought We were going to start Five years ago Like I cannot tell you how many times I'm speaking with people and they're like, well, I planned on starting an educational fund for my daughter when I planned on starting to maximize my 401k when I planned on starting to save to invest in real estate when, right? Because the thing is, we keep assuming there's going to be one point in the future when everything just falls miraculously in place and we're forgetting that we actually need to start the process right now. Like the only reason why the future is going to be created is because we're setting the pillars in place right now. Okay. So number two is we keep thinking that we will when, Right. Okay. And then number three is we don't take the time to plan now. Right. A lot of times, we're we're not living intentionally enough and consciously enough when it comes to our finances that we actually are living in the defense as opposed to the offense. Right. We're like looking behind our shoulders and hoping an emergency doesn't happen as opposed to staying ahead of the emergency and creating an emergency fund. Do you get what I mean? So if we don't take the time to plan now, guess what doesn't happen? We don't create the result of what we want to see. Okay. So that's number three. And I know this to be the case because like, for example, while I'm recording this, we're in the middle of this amazing 30 day challenge in my money school, which is guys, it's been so, 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 so amazing. What I've done is over like this 30 days, I am actually creating this prompt, which is well planned out for things, for people in the group to do every single day for the next 30 days. There are going to be rest breaks in between. There's going to be catch-up time in between, but it's literally... Listen, if you've ever sat down and gone, I wish someone could tell me exactly what to do to get my money shit together. That is exactly what I'm doing in those challenge. And it's been so awesome to see people taking actions like literally someone that joined us about less than two months ago. She at that point had not started investing, wasn't doing any other stuff. And now she's like actually doing it's amazing. And she's like, it's been such an eye opener just to see where my money is going, just to see that we're spending in a way that we didn't even know, right? But the thing is, if we don't take the time to plan, if we don't take the time to look, if we don't take the time to create, we're always going to be living in the defense as opposed to creating and living and planning in the offense. So what I'm doing with the women and having them execute this action on a day-to-day basis, it's literally taking them like 10 to like 30 minutes a day. And at the end of this 30 days, it's like crazy, the stuff that they're going to be able to achieve. And I'm doing it with them because I'm like, I want to make sure that I'm being an example for them as well, because we're all busy. And if I'm not going to create time to do with them, it's a little bit harder for me to encourage them to do it, right? So the thing is, we are creating by taking time. And so that fallacy of I don't have time, it's literally that, a fallacy, right? Because now we're doing it. I'm telling them exactly what they're going to do on those days. And at the end of 30 days, they're going to look back and go, oh my goodness, how did we create all this? So If you don't take the time to plan now, if you don't take the time to create actions, if you don't take the time to be part of a community where you're going to be able to thrive and create the financial life that you want, it's just going to be hard for you to tell your money where to go, okay? And then number four is this all or nothing thinking that we have, where it's like, well, I either have money for down payment or I don't, right? I either have all the emergency funds created or I don't. So I want us to be very careful about that all or nothing thinking because what it does, it creates problems for us because then we really are having nothing because we're not creating the pillars to be able to create what we want. Okay, So then the question now is, how are we going to shift this around? And I want to leave you guys with some tips and four tips on how we can change things around, how we can move things so that you can start to tell your income where to go. So number one is this, realize this, what you have today, what you do today is a seed or a foundation for what you want to see in in the future, right? So what you have today, what you do today becomes a seed for our foundation for what you want to create today. And if you don't start now, you won't start then. If you don't start now, you won't start then like life doesn't get Easier doesn't get less busy. Like I look at my life, for example, I'm a mom. I got three kids. GI doc, money coach, reinvest in real estate. I have a bunch of relationships that I love. My spouse, my you know siblings, my mom, my friends, my you know. There's so much richness in life, and it's not in a way that's overwhelming, of course. But like, it doesn't get less busy. It doesn't get less like we have to be intentional about creating the time we have to be intentional about delegating we have to be intentional about investing otherwise it's not going to happen so i want you to remember that what you do today what you have today is a seed or foundation for what you're going to see tomorrow okay so that's number one number two is you have to tell your money where to go in order for it to grow Because I don't know about you, but never in the history of human race as a bike ever, like by itself, gone uphill. It always goes downhill. So if you are not telling your money where to go, if you're not being intentional about directing it, guess what's going to happen? It's not going to grow. If you're not saying, okay, I want you to go... Invest in this business money It's not going to do that Like you are literally the boss Or the CEO that your money Has been waiting for And if you don't tell her where to go If your income is not being used to be put in position in places where the money is going to gather more people like its siblings, its cousins, its nephews and nieces to grow with it. It is just not going to happen. So you have to tell your money where to go. You need to say, okay, this is what I'm automating. This is what I'm putting in a taxable account. This is what I'm saving for vacation. This is what I'm doing. You get to put your money in a place where it's going to grow. Okay. Number three is this, what do you want your money to do? Like if your income, if the way you're spending your money, is the way you're, if the way you're using your money is going to be a reflection of the things you actually value, the things you want to create in your future, what would that tell me about you? Like if I look at your spending, if I look at what your income is going into, is it all just going to be paying bills? Or is it going to be okay with TFAT? fat Travel is important to me. So I'm going to be saving $100 a month, $1,000 a month towards my vacation. I'm going to be saving this amount of money towards my emergency fund. I plan to invest in real estate at the end of this year. So this is the fund that's going into my real estate. It's already happening. Like, how can you start to create what you want to do now so that you can put the foundation in place, right? Because the thing is, if you never start, It is never going to start. And then number four is this, it is easier to add more than to start if you're like okay let's see fat this is every paycheck i get i'm saving this amount that's going to be going towards paying my student debt off i'm going to be actively doing that i'm going to be saving this amount that's going to be building my investment like imagine the excitement that's going to happen as you start to see that money grow as you start to see that money pile up like i still remember when i was (laughs) When I wanted to pay off my student debt That was a couple of years ago We're done with it now And when I started seeing the impact Of what I was doing I started to see the balance go down Like it was so exciting to do that I started to see my money Of our emergency funds go up That became so exciting, right? So it is easier to add more than to start So just get started I don't care how much you have I don't care if it's like 20 bucks I don't care if it's 100 bucks Like just start Because what you don't realize Is there's an identity to the shift that happens when you're like i invest i'm an investor and now i just get to add more i get to invest more as opposed to i've never invested before i don't have an emergency fund I, like just get started that's the bottom line okay so those are the first things that i want you to start doing in order to start to shift things around because Here's the deal. In fact, I'm going to give you all homework today. I know you're like, what, Lativa? Yes, I am. You're like, that you are going to listen to my podcast and I get a homework? I don't think so. <laughs> so here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home. And if you're home right now, I want you to commit to doing this today. I want you to look at your income right now and decide where you wish it could go. Yes, it may be $200 towards a vacation fund bucket, right? It may be a thousand dollars towards starting that emergency fund. It may be the first thousand dollars towards your short-term, your first short-term rental down payment, like whatever it is, because imagine the excitement of just knowing that you have started, right? I mean, it's what comes to mind is imagine a child, right? Showing you their toy house, All the excitement, they tell you everything. Like their little doll wakes up in the morning, goes to pee in the potty, like takes a vacation in this fancy house, builds this home. Like they have this elaborate dream of what their, their dreams comes to life as like they tell you everything they imagine it they envision it they tell you the details because they have the dream and that is what i want you to do with this i want you to start building the foundation of what you want your income to go into and i don't care how much it is just start from somewhere. Because imagine if you do this, right? You set the pillars in place and you start automating into it every month. Six months from now, you may have enough that's going to cover your emergency funds. Six months from now, you may be halfway down through your down payment to starting your first investment. Like you may now have the money to be able to plan that vacation guilt-free. You're at 529 or whatever it is you're starting for your kids' College education has now started. Like when we started our five twenty nine for our kids, we didn't even have a lot of money. We I think we're doing like a hundred bucks a month, like literally a hundred bucks a month. That's what we were doing, right? So that's what I want you to start being more intentional about asking yourself the question: What is the purpose of my income? And ask yourself if I am looking at your your income right now and what your income is going into. Is it truly going to reflect the things that you care about, the things that you tell me you value? things that you want to create in the future. Like, what do you want your future to look like? This is how we get started. Okay. So I hope this has been helpful for you. If you've enjoyed this episode, I want you to share it on social media, share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook and tag me so that I can come there and cheer you on because this is the only way for us to help women physicians build their money and stop this culture of unwellness and all this culture of not being good with money. That is so Pandemic right now, or so whatever. Epidemic right now, we can turn things around. And when you get the information to those in your community, that is you doing your part to spread the message of financial liberation. And of course, if you've liked this episode, I would love it if you could leave us a review. This is how we reach more women. This is how we change culture. And this is how we get the movement going on. So thank you again for listening. It's always a pleasure being in your ears. I appreciate every single one of you. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye-bye. If you have loved this episode, I would love it if you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us get this content to more women physicians. This is a money revolution and I'm so glad that you're part of it. Thank you for listening.